In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Oh, all good things must come to an end. In the Lab's not coming to an end. I'm Drew Doherty, that's John Harris. But our all-time, all-32 draft is in its final round today. Now, if you're just joining us, in each of the previous three podcasts, we have chosen eight players apiece from an all-time, from the all-time NFL team. But you can only choose one player per franchise. So you're not going to get Brady and Gronk unless you're one of those Weisenheimers that splits things up, and we're not, <laughs> no. and goes for like a Bucks Brady and a Pats Gronk. We're not doing that. Yeah. You're not going to have Montana to Rice. You're not going to have uh, Deshaun to Dre, or, and so on and so on. So it's one player per franchise, and you got to think like, oh, the Bengals. That you know, when I think of the Bengals, I think of the greatest Bengal ever. I think Anthony Munoz. You did that. You took him right off the board. Now I've had to kick the can down the road. Yeah. And I'm picking my Bengal today, but it's not too easy. So there have been instances like that. I took Darrell Revis from the Jets, who probably, you know, you think Jets, you think Joe Namath, but yeah, we both like yeah. a lot of quarterbacks better than Namath. We love Namath, but we wouldn't have him as our all-time number one QB. That is correct, and you mentioned it. I know, you know, leaving. Not too many Bengals at your disposal by taking Anthony Munoz. So he satisfied for me my team, the Bengals, because there weren't too many players, but also a key position at left tackle. Sure. So he kind of answered two two bells, if you will, there. But you with Terrell Revis, you did the same thing. The Jets are a team where you look at it and go, oh, man, I know there are some places I can go with this pick, but I'm like, hey, man, not totally sure that's exactly what I want to do. So. Well, man, these last eight picks, I feel good about six of them. Like, I feel like I know what I'm doing with six, maybe seven of these picks. Yeah. The last one, Mr. Irrelevant in this draft is going to be even a mystery at this point <laughs> to me. I promise you, because I'm not totally sure. I hear you. Okay. Uh, and just to recap, you've already chosen your quarterback. I did. I've not chosen mine. You went with Peyton uh, Manning from the Colts, who – you tweeted this out last week, and I responded and said, uh, if all hell wasn't going on around us in this world right now in the social media realm, I would have said – I would have quote tweeted, uh, the actual answer is John Unitas. I love Unitas. My dad you know, grew up in Baltimore, so I heard about Johnny Unitas all the yeah. time. Johnny Unitas and Jim Brown, my dad, he, those were the two guys he always talked about. So uh, I love Johnny Unitas. I'm not going to take Johnny Unitas, though, and it pains me. But I've got – some okay. other things, other issues I'm working out. But I'm picking okay. first today. You are. And I'm going to stay local. You already took J.J. Watt smartly from the Texans. That was a great choice. I did. I'm going with Dre. Andre Johnson is my choice. He's my Texan. I don't need to explain to anyone on here, but he's pairing up nicely with my other wide receiver. I only have one other wide receiver right now, and that's Calvin Johnson. So good luck defending those two. Especially with all the weapons that are going to be around Andre Johnson and the offensive line that's going to be blocking for the running backs playing with Andre Johnson. I have a feeling Andre Johnson, he, he was a guy who got butt naked wide open time and time and time and time and time, and time again. He's going to do that with this team too. Well, I like, I like the way you put that. Um, a, little, a little graphic for some out there, but <laughs> I like the way you put that. I have no problem with that. And I am going to seemingly follow you up, Drew 
with the theme of Houston. Oh. Because I'm drafting Houstonian. Okay. Well, he played his college ball in the city of Houston. Now, when people hear that, they immediately think, oh, University of Houston. I know where oh, you're going. Rice. Mm-hmm. Ah, no. You're beefing up your pass rush. S-U stands for Texas Southern. And I need a New York Giant. And I, as great as the Giants franchise has been, there are a lot of different ways that I, you could have gone here. But I, I took my, LT early. I took LT second pick. And I gave some consideration to Harry Carson. Even though I like my three linebackers, the Carson was a little bit of a thumper. He ended up making the Hall of Fame eventually. Thought about Emlyn Tunnell, who was one of the great corner returners. But I thought, man, the longevity, the greatness of Michael Strahan was too much to pass up. So my first pick in the fourth round, fourth day, is going to be from Texas Southern University. Giant, great Hall of Famer, Michael Strahan. It's tough to argue about that. Yeah. I mean, that's – So now I've got on my defensive line, my outside guys are Strahan, Smith, Von Miller at outside linebacker, depending on how I want to use him. And then J.J. Watt, depending on how I want to use him. Aaron Donald is inside with Cortez Kennedy. I feel like I got size, I got speed, I got explosiveness, I got versatility. I feel good about my defensive line. I feel strong about that group. That's you got lots of stuff you can do. That's for sure. Yeah. And I don't think I'm done yet, but I'm not sure. You know, we were talking about the Bengals earlier. Yeah. And I'm going to take my Bengal. And I got to admit, I had to look, I had to look deep into the Bengals' history. Because <laughs> yes. when I think of the Bengals, I think of Munoz. I think of, you know, Ken Anderson, Boomer Esiason. Good quarterbacks, not the guys yes. I want. Andy Dalton, too. Not the guys I want leading my team. Icky Woods, loved him. He had a great year in 88. But the shuffle? Not going to go there. Okay. Uh, defensively, you know, they have, they've had some really solid guys that have been pro bowlers, all pros, over the last decade or two. I was tempted. I just said no. But I'm going to go to the secondary. The guy who's fifth or fourth on the all-time interceptions career, NFL, not yes. Bengals, career interceptions list. He played a long time, late 60s through the early 80s. He was a corner. He could be my uh, fifth or sixth guy coming off the bench, helping out guarding your Jerry Rice-Randy Moss combo. We'll go with Ken Riley. He's yes. My, uh, he's my corner. So, Ken Riley. Rattler. Yeah, he's a Rattler from Florida A&M. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I mean, if you want to give me some more or give the folks out there a more of a background, but he has 65 career picks. That's pretty good. But if you know anything else – I'm always... you know, one of the things, one of the things about the the NFL that was that was interesting and really helped the growth of the NFL was the rise of drafting HBCU players, historically black college universities, and that was a big big thing in the AFL. That was massive in the AFL to start. It was the Raiders. Um, they did a number of Steelers did that. They had a, they had a Scott actually who's going in the Hall of Fame this year, a guy by the name of Bill Nunn. Uh, they went out and found. The guy at Alabama A&M named John Stallworth. You know, they found players at those universities. And one of the better HBCUs in that time was Florida A&M. And Ken Riley played for Florida A&M, was a tremendous player for them for a long time, went to the Bengals, had a tremendous career with the Bengals. I think he played the entire career with the Bengals. He did. And he was, he was kind of Namdi Asamoa before Namdi Asamoa. That, he, was that kind of, he was that kind of player. He was a really good player. Um, I have a connection to Florida A&M. Um, that's probably my favorite because my quarterback, who I, I was very close with, um, he went and played for Florida A&M. And his dad 
was at Florida A&M just after Ken Riley and won the first ever national championship at Florida A&M when he was a quarterback. So um, Albert Chester and Albert Chester II, those two um, are, are very close to me. And, and so Florida A&M, I, you know, whenever and, – and plus, the Marching Rattler 100 and that green and orange is kind of a unique combination. But when you yeah. see it, you're like, yeah. So – I love any mention of Florida A&M that we can have on the show. It's kind of, yeah, kind of and nice. he, like I said, he's not a household name. No. But I feel perfectly fine looking at yes. what his body of work Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's one of the most valuable players in Bengals franchise history. When it comes – like the, the – that's basically the, the pro football reference yes. definition of war as baseball's yeah. war. It's, it's this AV. He's up there. Anyways, your yeah. turn. You're picking. No doubt. And you know what he is, Drew? You know what he is? I picked Larry Wilson of the Cardinals. And people are going to hear Larry Wilson like, whoa, wait a second. They Larry Wilson was guy's number. great. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the greats of all time. But you're, a lot of people won't know him just because he played at that, in that period. Ken Riley is that, that play. Ken Riley is, that, is your Larry Wilson, basically. Gotcha. A great player that not a lot of people know about. Now, I'm going to a great player I think a lot of people do know. i got to bolster my corner position. My two safeties I feel very, very good about. And that's Larry Wilson, Ed Reed. Well, my corner, I only have Daryl Green. Which, by the way, there was a Peyton Places episode the other day that had Daryl Green in it because they were talking about speed. It was really, really good. Yeah. And it got me feeling even better about my pick of Daryl Green. But I got to bolster that position. So I'm going to the Steelers. And, Oof. man, there are yeah, a lot of different ways to go. choices here, man. Yes. And, and at that position, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I went with Rod Woodson. Yeah. Because with Woodson – I get a little bit of return skills as well. So I get that covered. Now, I, I feel like – He can play yeah, safety. Good, yeah, he can play a lot of different places. He can play safety. When he was with the Steelers, he played corner. He was one of the best corners to ever live. Then he transitioned to safety, and he kind of was one of the first to start that corner to safety transition and being successful. But at corner, he was unbelievable. And at Purdue, when he was in college, he actually played both ways. So I love – guys that can do that and I went with Woodson over Mel Blunt even though Mel Blunt changed the game and didn't even really know it Mel Blunt was the size of a linebacker playing corner I just felt like I get a little bit of extra as Mark likes to say lanyap with Woodson because he does have the return game in addition so I'm going Rod Woodson to star opposite Derek Green soup tonight there's lanyap that's uh that's my bad Mark Vandermeer impersonation okay <laughs> uh yeah lanyap and soup to nuts are Two word like phrases he always brings up, and I'm like, well, what, what's that mean? And last house on yeah. the left. I've never been last like, house on the left. I never heard about? that, but it, I get it now, and it makes a lot of sense. He says it about like three times a year, and I'm always yeah. like, anyways, okay, <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be a podcast for another time. <laughs> okay, I don't have I don't have a player from Washington. Oh, man. do I want to get a hog? Do I want to get uh, one of those guys from you know the Super Bowl run, three time Super Bowl champs? In the 80s, early 90s? No, I'm going to go with an absolute legend. Legend of the game. They've got a, an award named after him. He was a movie star. He played, this is kind of like, he's basically the golden boy, your golden boy, Paul Horning, before Paul Horning, and he was even more of a star. Slinging Sammy Baugh from wow. Rokin, Texas, out in West Texas. So, he won, you know, passing titles. He won, as a rookie, he won the passing title and an NFL championship with Washington. In 1943, though, he led the league in passing yards, 
interceptions because he played safety, played both ways, and punting. So I've got my punter here. Yeah. And if my quarterback, who I'm going to pick a little bit later, if he ever gets in trouble, ever gets uh, you know, injured, Sammy's going to bring us home. Sammy's going to play quarterback. But at the very least, he's going to punt. He can maybe fill in as a, as a defensive back. Sammy Ball is my Washington pick, and he goes at 27th for me. That, my friends, is a very, very – that's a great pick. Just the versatility that he brings. And the, the one key you mentioned was Sammy Ball was one heck of – I mean, he's known for his pinpoint passing. The old story goes, coach told him to hit a wide receiver in the eye, and he said, which eye? I mean, he was, he was, <laughs> trem- he was tremendous. But he was one heck of a defensive back. I mean, incredible defensive back. All right, and I'm staying with the defensive back theme because I need a Raider. Oh, now this lots of great Raiders. Yeah, lots of great Raiders. But after I had and I I did this like two weeks ago. I went through and I, I took all the players from teams that you started with and had a pick. And so that left me basically everybody. And so I went through and I was like, okay, let me match up positions to needs and all that kind of stuff. And so I had picked up Rod Woodson or I'd written down Rod Woodson. I went, Oh, and all of a sudden I was hit with another, like out of the blue. I don't know why, but I thought corner and one of my favorite corners of all time did play with the Patriots, but he became a legend. I think with the Raiders, he was very quiet but he was long-limbed, and, man, he was one of the better match-and-mirror guys. Didn't have to use his hands all the time. That was Mike Haynes of the Oakland, L.A., back to Oakland Raiders, now in Las Vegas. He was, to me, everything you'd want a corner outside of the fact that he just didn't talk to you. You know, you had Lester Hayes on the other side, another Houston product. He had to stick him all over the place. He was kind of boisterous and loud and didn't have a problem kind of pumping up Lester Hayes. Mike Haynes just went about his business just destroying dudes. And speaking of Washington, in the Super Bowl against Washington, they shut down the Smurfs, completely shut them down. And that was an offense that was, at the time, one of the greatest of all time. And Haynes shut that side of the field down. It was a tremendous showing. So I'm going to take another corner. because I got a feeling you're going to throw to Calvin Johnson and you're going to throw to Andre Johnson a lot. I got to have some dudes that can cover. So I now have three corners, one that can truly run and two others that – uh, Woodson kind of a mix of the two and then Haynes just purely a cover guy was fantastic so I'm going Mike Haynes from the Raiders with my pick good choice much earlier in this draft I whiffed big time because I had earmarked oh there's one Buffalo Bill that stands out above the rest it's Bruce Smith and I forgot I don't know what I maybe I didn't have my sheet in front of me or whatever but you took him smartly I took him yes kudos to you like, so hmm. Now, Jim Brown and Walter Payton are never going to get tired, but it's always good to just have a third running back, right? You're right. So, I'll take Thurman Thomas because he can do it all. Excellent. Um, My quarterback is going to – he's going to get in some trouble sometimes with your pass rush and with other pass rushes from time to time. He's going to need to dump it off. Thurman Thomas is a good guy to dump it off to. I'm going with Willeridge's Thurman Thomas, Oklahoma State's Thurman Thomas. And the answer to a Harris trivia question, the very first high school game I ever went to in Texas <laughs> was at the Astrodome, and it featured Bay City, a guy by the name of Hartley Dykes, Oof, and legend. then Willow Ridge. And the thing is, is Bay City really was kind of unknown. Like, well, I was only there to watch the game because we were – Lamar Gonzalez playing Bay City the next week. Yep. But Willow Ridge had just won a state championship, and they had a running back by the name of Thurman Thomas. And I came from Wisconsin. You, you, 
there was nobody ever like Thurman Thomas or Hartley Dykes for that matter. That was my first high school. That was my first high school game to ever see. I was like, I turned to my dad at one point and I was like, dad, I can't, I can't play here. <laughs> I can't, I don't look like those guys. I can't, I can't run like those guys. I have no chance. And it turned out okay for me, but my gosh, it was, they were fun to watch. Okay. I'm going to stick with the secondary for my next pick. You have already gotten your Philadelphia Eagle. Reggie White, you went with the Minister of Defense. So, Reggie White was a pretty boisterous dude, not like this guy I'm about to take. He's from Jacksonville, Florida, so ties there. But at safety, there maybe was nobody as legally ruthless as Brian Dawkins. All right. And he is inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I think just a – First of all, he's a soundbite waiting to happen. I used to play him on a national show all the time, just soundbites that he would have, you know, pregame huddles, talking to his team, talking to his team in the locker room. He was fantastic, but he was one heck of a safety too. And he is my physical bruiser. I have Larry Wilson, Ed Reed at safety. And so with a three-safety look, he comes down in the box if I need him. He is bringing heat. Ed Reed and Larry Wilson are going to get the football. But Brian Dawkins is going to go get some heads, and I'm okay with that. So my pick is from the Philadelphia Eagles, Brian Dawkins. Nice pick. Nice pick indeed. Ooh. All right. Okay. We got four left, right? Is my math right? Yeah, and I've, okay. I've saved up – I've saved it. The quarterbacks that I would choose, Tom Brady, John Montana. Montana's out because I already took Ronnie Lott. Dan Marino, Unitas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elway. So those are – I've got the Patriots, Broncos, Colts, and Dolphins left. Yeah. So United – Yeah, you've, you've got picks. Unitas, Elway, Marino, and Brady. You got options. Which one are you going with? I really, 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 really want Rob Gronkowski on my team. <laughs> I really don't want to pass up. I think Brady's the greatest ever. I do too. I agree. But I don't think the drop-off to the other guys is that great and that they, those other guys can't overcome what Brady could overcome. I, I just – I think I could still win a hell of a lot with guys other than Tom Brady. So, I'm putting Gronkowski on my team from wow. the Patriots. That's my okay. Patriots pick. There you go. I held my breath every time the Texans played the Patriots and the ball went Gronkowski's way because who's going to cover that guy? Yeah. Whether it was a good safety like Glover Quinn, whether it was somebody else down the line later in the years, I mean, who's going to cover Rob Gronkowski? I think we found – And Glover was on Aaron Hernandez in that playoff game a lot, but that was like an example of – I don't – honestly, Drew, I don't know that that anybody could really effectively cover Gronk. And it's it's interesting because when we went to the Greenbrier the first year, we had gone back there after our first preseason game against the Carolina Panthers. Yep. And we went back there. We went back there because the Patriots were coming, and the Patriots were coming to the Greenbrier, which was cool because we had access that you're never, you're never going to get. I mean, we were right down on a field. I mean, we were allowed to go out on a field and talk to the guys afterwards. And so I had gone over to listen to Belichick's press conference, which just to say that I did it, I didn't think we were going to get anything, but he had brought along Tom Crean, who at the time was the coach of Indiana, basketball coach. Anyways, so I walked back after hearing enough 
of Bill. And as I'm walking back, I have to go around the two fields. And as I'm going around two fields, I'm just kind of bebopping and scotting along. And all of a sudden, I almost run into this guy. And I'm like, this dude is massive. Who in that 87? Gronk? Oh, my God. Like, bigger than – and I had been on the field. I, you know, obviously played with 15, had seen him on the field before, been on the field with him. But seeing him up close, I was like, holy cow. He's bigger than you even imagine him to yeah. be. And then you realize he whips everybody. Everybody going and getting the football. It was just – it just really – the light went on for me how great he was. And I really battled with Gronk versus Moss. I really did um, because I needed I – needed I still need a tight end, but I think I've got some options. So, um, I think I'll be okay there. But that's, that's yeah. a heck of a pick. And he blocks well, too. Yes, absolutely. He's a better my blocker goodness. than Kelsey, my other tight end. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm going to have one tight end, and I don't think he blocks very well. So <laughs> we're going to have to get creative in the run game, although I do have two hammerheads at running back, so I'll feel okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints for this next pick. And I did give a lot of consideration to Drew Brees. He's an Austin Westlake guy, and I've always, always been a fan of Drew. I do think the tank is empty right now, but he's had such a great career. But I ended up going with Peyton Manning. So there's a New Orleans connection in there somewhere uh, with Peyton because that's where he grew up with high school. So I thought about the Saints for a long time. And I thought currently, you know, Michael Thomas, but I had better receivers, I felt like. And so I wasn't totally sure where to go. I even considered Jeremy Shockey here, who's with the Saints for a while and was on the Saints Super Bowl team. I thought, no, I, I think I associate Shockey with the Giants more. So I was like, okay, who do I associate more with the Saints? And then it hit me. I'm going to bolster my offensive line again because you can't have more offensive linemen. You can't have too many offensive linemen, I should say. I'm going to go with offensive tackle, Hall of Famer, and maybe the biggest barrel chest you've ever seen, Willie Rofe, nice. is going to join my squad because I feel like with Willie Rofe, I can play him at tackle. That was his position. But I could play him at guard, too, if I wanted to. And I think that there would have been consideration over the years whether he would have played all at guard or was one a heck of a tackle. So I'm going Willie Rofe to add to my offensive line, which is stout to begin with, but I had Willie Rofe, just another stout piece. And it also goes to show I can use Willie Rofe as a third tackle while I've got Barry Sanders and Earl Campbell on the field. So I feel okay uh, with not having a, a hammerhead at tight end. And you get some Louisiana Tech rep representation. Exactly. Texas, let's go. I saw Willie Rofe and Louisiana Tech, along with Chris Boniol, the kicker, who won oh, yeah. the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I saw them play in the 1990 Poland Weed Eater Independence, Independence Bowl, Bowl against the University of Maryland, led by quarterback Scott Zolak. So <laughs> it was a 30-30 to 30 tie. It was a hell of a game. They didn't have overtime yeah. back then. But, uh, yeah, great game. Willie Rofe, he was the best player on the field that night, and he was the best player on the field a lot of nights that he played. Yeah, on Sundays and Mondays. Okay. I'm down to the Colts, the Broncos, and the Dolphins. It's coming down really to Elway and Marino for me now that I took Brady off the board. Oh, it's I, 1983 all over again. Yeah, oh, here I'm we just, go. go. I'm not going to go with Unitas. Uh, there's a guy named Jim Parker, who is another one of those names that most people aren't going to know, but yeah. the old heads will. Yes. He went to eight Pro Bowls. He was all NFL eight times as an offensive lineman, a guard. So I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm stout up front. If anything ever happens, I've got my swing guy. So my 30th pick from the Colts 
is Jim Parker. I'm leaving a lot of great players on the board. Gino Marchetti, defensive yeah. line, but I think I'm set there. He would have, he would have been a good choice. Uh, Buddy Boyd was a cornerback who had, mm-hmm. I think, 40 to 50 interceptions in his career. and He was all NFL a lot of times. He's yep. not making the team. And then you could have gone Edron James, Marshall Falk. I mean, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, but I'm going with the best offensive lineman in Indianapolis and Baltimore history, Jim Parker. It's very good. Uh, Also old heads, Jim Donovan, Art Art Donovan, Donovan, excuse me, Art Donovan. He would have been the funniest player on my team. He would have been the funniest player. Uh, Also Lenny Moore. Lenny Moore is kind of a modern version of Marshall Falk in some sense. John Mackey too, the tight end. John Mackey. That was one I considered too. Um, but I decided to go with Peyton Manning, the best quarterback in Colts history. <laughs> Take that, Johnny Unitas. Okay. Uh, for my 30th pick, I'm going to Kansas City, um, as Mitch Holtis likes to say. And I actually watched the Peyton, Peyton's Place the other day episode, and it featured Tony Gonzalez. And I thought, you know what? Tony Gonzalez would be perfect for my team. I don't have a tight end. But then I changed my mind. Because I decided to get my tight end from somewhere else, which opened me up and said, okay, if I don't take Gonzalez, who can I take? And then I thought about one of my favorite players of all time. And a couple of my favorite players of all time, one I might end up taking with my next pick, but I probably won't because I need a tight end. But linebacker Bobby Bell is a name old heads might recognize. But I need a linebacker. And he's a Hall of Famer. He made the 1970s All-Decade team. His number is retired at both Kansas City and at his university, the University of Minnesota. He was defensive player of the year in 69 when the Chiefs won the championship. He was three-time as a pro bowler in the NFL once the NFL merged with the Mm -hmm. AFL. He was six-time AFL All-Star, five-time first-team All-AFL. So we're going back. And he was only 230 pounds. This dude could fly. And I love that versatility. So I'm adding to my linebacker core. That's kind of a theme with my linebacker core with Keekly, Derek Brooks, Mike Singletary, and Bobby Bell. Mike Singletary is probably the slowest guy in the field, but Bobby Bell could do a lot of different things, including be on the hands onside kick team and run it back for a touchdown if you kick it to him because he's done that before. So with the 30th pick, I take Bobby Bell, the Kansas City Chiefs, one of my favorite players of all time. All right. Now we're down to 31 and 32. I got the Chargers and the Jets left. Okay. I've got mine might be predictable at this point. Eh, maybe. No, I don't think so. Maybe. I got the Broncos and the Dolphins, and I still haven't taken my quarterback. I mean, I have Sammy Ball, and he can he could he could definitely quarterback this team. He'd be fine. But I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the quarterback with my final pick. Okay. He's not irrelevant. But from the Dolphins. Since I only have two receivers, I'm going to stretch the field. I'm going to get a Will Fuller like a guy, but he's like a wealthy man's Will Fuller. He also played <laughs> okay. for the Browns. Oh, yeah. Good one. Paul Good Warfield. one. Paul Warfield, he was all 70s, all decade. He can go deep. He can. St- I mean, all three of those guys, Dre, Megatron, and Warfield can go deep, but this guy can really go deep, and he's going to really put stress on a defense if I go three wide or, or put him in with one of the other Johnsons so on and so forth. Or if I go two tights, two in the backfield and him out wide. I mean, I got lots of options. So I'm going to go with Paul Warfield. I'm leaving Dan Marino off the board. It hurts. It hurts. I mean, Marino's a better player than Warfield all time. 
but I think you know who my quarterback's going to be now. Well, when you get down to, um, you know, picks 31 and 32 and you only get one per franchise, you know, some, some guys are, some guys are going to lose out. There's no, there's no question. And when I get to pick number 31 for me, which by the way, Paul Warfield, one of the just most artistic receivers to ever play, which leads me to my pick at 31 because I was, I grew up on NFL films. And anything that has to do with the AFL, Lance Allworth was my guy. Yeah. Oh, and I want so badly to draft him. However, I'm going to draft an old head with my last pick. And I couldn't come up with a Jets-Chargers combination the other way, which was tight end wide receiver. I couldn't come up with one. Oh, okay. So I can't take Allworth because I just couldn't come up with a Jet going the other way. I just couldn't. Unless, Brady. You're going to be okay with who you're going. I know where you're going. You're going to be just fine with this guy. Yeah. So I'm going with a guy that revolutionized the passing game at the tight end position. And I feel very good about the OG Winslow, not two. But Kellen Winslow is going to fit fine on this team alongside Julio Jones, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, and then who becomes my final pick. And again, I wanted desperately to take Lance Allworth because I think he is one of the greatest. He, he is along with Gail Sears, my two favorite players of all time. I love Lance Allworth. I just can't find a combination at tight end with the Jets to be able to do it. And I need a tight end. So I'm going to take one of the greats, no doubt. That's what we're doing in this. We're taking greats. So I'm taking from the Chargers, San Diego Super Chargers, I'm taking Kellen Winslow. Pick number right. 31. That's a good one. You might think I'm going to be a, a Weisenheimer and uh, just roll with Sammy Ball and, and then just take Carl Mecklenburg as my, my Bronco. <laughs> You could. could. You could. Carl Mecklenburg was great. But I'm going with Elway, man. He was just so much fun to watch. I've been watching uh, as part of this research at night with my two boys. I'll show them old, the top 100, the NFL all-time series, films of, you know, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Lawrence, all these guys. And Elway, Elway, young Elway, had a lot of Deshaun Watson in him. Like, yes, to a, very much so. a higher level. I mean, and Deshaun's going to be there someday, I think. But Elway was just so much fun. He did it multiple ways throughout his career. And I think with the weapons around him and the nasty, nasty defense helping him out on the other side, I'm going to be just fine. My quarterback is John Elway. First pick in the 83 draft. He's the last pick in my draft. But he's a guy kind of pigeonholed all along, although I was tempted by Brady and Marino. It's very good. So – Mr. Irrelevant is far from irrelevant. And I have had a name down literally for a week, actually two weeks. Then this morning I changed it. And just now I changed it again. Now that comes back to hurt you at certain points. But I started looking, and it, and it kind of has to do with Winslow, my last pick, and because he could play wide receiver. So I thought, well, maybe I don't need a wide receiver. And that takes Wayne Krebet off of your board. That's yeah, who you're gone. Yeah, Wayne Krebet was, was first on my list. Al Toon was second. So I did take Don Maynard off the list. And I'm going to go with the running back here. And he was one of my favorites because he just, he just did his job. He just ran. He didn't talk. He just was so dependable. And the thing was, is in college, he really, he wasn't, he was hurt all the time. 
That's why he fell to the third round. Well, Parcells, Bill Parcells took him with the Patriots, and so he spent his first two years with the Patriots. When Parcells went to the Jets, Curtis, my favorite, Martin, went with him, and he ended up being a Jets legend. His numbers retired with the Jets. He was the rushing leader in 2004. He ran for 14,000 yards. He's in the Hall of Fame. I add him to Barry Sanders and Earl Campbell. I also have Paul Horning, and Horning can fill a number of different roles. But Curtis Martin was reliable, reliable, and productive, and tough. He came out of Pittsburgh, Allegheny, Allegheny County. He was a tough dude, mentally tough. And his, the, his impact on our locker room is going to be tremendous. So I'm going with Mr. Relevant Curtis Martin of the Jets, and I solved my Jets issue, and I don't feel bad about it. I was nervous. You knew this. I've, I've texted you out of the blue like, yeah. man, you taking Revis really didn't help me out. But Curtis Martin, as I, my team came together, makes more sense with this pick. If I had not taken Revis, do you think you would have thought of him? Oh, I've been, at some point, yeah. You think? Yeah, okay. It would have dawned on me. Then I would have thought, then I would have thought, why didn't one of us take him way earlier had you not taken him? Because okay. he solves the two issues in this draft are you only get one per team, but you have to get one per team. And then it's the team aspect. You've got some younger franchises. So what options do you have? If we had two or three more people in this draft, it would have been very interesting what we would have, you know, all ended up with at some point. Because you think, ah, you know, four, four players from a team, man, can you, can you go four deep on certain teams? Can you, you know, find four Hall of Famers at particular positions? We would have gotten great players. But, man, there would have been some players you're like, man, why'd you take that guy? Well, it's the, it's the Jets. There aren't that many. So, yeah, had you not taken Revis, it would have dawned on me at some point, like, oh, my God, I've got to get Revis now. That was kind of the way I felt with Von Miller. Like, hey, Von's still on the board. Do I have other quarterbacks I can take? How come Von's not off? i got to get Von. Because we've done drafts before, and you've taken Von a few times. And so I was like, i got to get Von. Um, so there was maybe, you know, not revenge there, but I was like, I can't let him get Vaughn. I can get other quarterbacks. So I got to get Vaughn. So I did that start day three. So Revis is kind of your mini lament from this draft. Yes. Mine is still, mine remains Bruce Smith. I, I whiffed yeah. there. So yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Here's <laughs> you ended up with, with John Elway and Peyton Manning. Those are the two that we were, that I put out there last week kind of battling with because of what was left on the board. No Tom Brady, no Joe Montana. It's, it's kind of crazy to think about because to me, when I go quarterbacks, I go one, two, Montana. I go, I go Brady, Montana. Those are the top two. Um, and then to me, there's a gap between the next group of quarterbacks. But I could have had either one of those, but I did. I went with Jerry Rice. You went with Ronnie Lott. Two pretty darn good options. And therefore, Montana was out. We went with Gronk and Randy Moss, which left – Tom Brady out. So uh, that to me is probably the one thing that stands out, the fact that Montana and Brady, neither one ended up on our teams. Now, we, uh, there's been articles each week after each of these, and there will be one up this week kind of showing who's on the team. But just to kind of go through it, in alphabetical order franchise-wise from the Cardinals, I took the night train lane because he played in Chicago when the Cardinals were there. From the Falcons, I had Deion Sanders. So those are a couple corners. Baltimore Ravens, I took Ray Lewis, the linebacker. He and um, my other – I only took a one other linebacker, Junior Sale. They're my only two 
inside yeah. linebackers that I got. But uh, Buffalo Bills, I took Thurman Thomas from the Panthers. I don't know how much he's going to play, but my defensive one of my defensive ends is Julius Peppers. And then uh, Chicago Bears, I took Walter Payton, one of my all-time favorite players. Pair him up with Cleveland Brown, Jim Brown from the Bengals, Ken Riley. John Elway's my quarterback from the Broncos. I went with Megatron, Calvin Johnson from the Lions. My Packer, my Packer was Forrest Gregg, who Vince Lombardi said was the greatest player I ever had. Andre Johnson, my Texan. I went with Jim Parker, the offensive lineman from the Colts. Jalen Ramsey, a little bit of a surprise there from the Jags, but he can cover. He can play a little safety if he needs to. My Chief was, who was my Chief? Travis Kelsey, tight end. Yes. My Raider was Gene Upshaw, so I'm set up front. Los Angeles, San Diego Chargers, Junior Sale, like I mentioned. The Rams, I went with Deacon Jones. He basically would have – he would be the all-time sacks leader if they kept the stat when he was playing. He coined the term sack. Miami Dolphins was Paul Warfield. My Viking was Mick Tinglehoff. What? That's a center. <laughs> New yeah. England Patriot, Rob Gronkowski, not Brady. Uh, I got to have a kicker. I think I'm, I've got an advantage in the kicking game. I took a guy who really did kick. You did. In you Morton did. Anderson from the Saints. My giant, LT, wouldn't let him pass. My jet was Darrell Revis. Reggie White, my eagle. Mean Joe Green, my stealer. Ronnie Lott. He can pop and he can pick it off back at True. safety. Seattle Seahawk, greatest left tackle in Chester Pitts' eyes. He loves this guy, Walter Jones. Yes. And then my buck, Warren Sapp. Tennessee Titan, uh, Houston Oiler, Tennessee Titan. <laughs> Only with Bruce Matthews. And from Washington, slinging Sammy Ball, quarterback safety punter. So I can kick. Very good. Uh, for me, my Cardinal was Hall of Fame safety Larry Wilson. My Falcon was soon to be Hall of Famer wide receiver Julio Jones my Buffalo Bill this is the one I felt great about and I hate that well actually I don't hate that you're upset about it I took Bruce Smith the Hall of Fame uh defensive end my Baltimore Raven I went with was Ed Reed Hall of Fame safety Carolina Panther again a younger franchise I went with Luke Keekley, the recently retired great who was as fun to watch as anybody I'd watched with Cincinnati Bengals my first overall pick was left tackle Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz the Cleveland Browns, I took Joe Thomas, longtime tackle. Um, and I think he's in the Hall of Fame or going in the Hall of Fame very, very yeah. soon. Yeah, he will. Chicago Bears, I took Mike Singletary, the Hall of Famer from Worthing High School and Baylor University. With the Dallas Cowboys, I ended up going with Larry Allen, who to me was the greatest guard of all time. And that's saying something because I love Al Fanica. The Denver Broncos, I went with Von Miller, who will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Detroit Lions, it was easy. After you took Megatron, I took Barry Sanders. The Packers, I took the versatile – Quarterback, runner, receiver, kicker, Paul Horning. With the Texans, I took the man, J.J. Watt. Indianapolis Colts pains me in some sense, but I took Peyton Manning. Kansas City Chiefs, Hall of Fame, outside linebacker, Bobby Bell. If you haven't heard of him, go Look check him out his YouTube highlights. They're fantastic. L.A. Chargers, I took the OG Winslow, Kellen Winslow. The Rams, I took Aaron Donald, three-time defensive player of the year. One of three guys to do it. The Jags, I took Tony Baselli. I beat you to the punch on that one. Um, I took a... How do I say this? I took a full-time Jaguar, not one that dabbled with two franchises, if you know <laughs> what I mean. The Dolphins, I took arguably the greatest center of all time, Dwight Stevenson. The Vikings, an underrated guard in Randall McDaniel. The Patriots, I took Randy Moss. The Saints, I took Willie Rofe today. The Giants, I went also with Michael Strahan from TSU today. The Jets, my Mr. Irrelevant, if you will, but not irrelevant, is Curtis Martin. 
the Oakland Raiders slash LA Raiders slash Las Vegas Raiders. I ended up taking Mike Haynes, the corner. The Eagles, that was one I battled with for a long time, but I settled on Brian Dawkins. I feel good about a Hall of Fame safety. The 49ers, Jerry Rice. Duh. The Seahawks, that was Cortez Kennedy. Hall of Fame defensive tackle and size. That's what I needed. Rod Woodson from the Steelers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers was Derek Brooks, the guy that I coveted. Uh, with the Houston Oilers, I ended up taking Earl Campbell. I won't even say the name, Tennessee Titans. And from the Washington football team, just said it. I finished with a Houstonian, Daryl Green. There we go. And listen, we're not saying like, you know, Sammy Ball from the 30s could come in and do what he did then. Now, we're saying who he was then, we'd put right. him on this team, and it'd be like who he was then with this new mix of folks. Because, you know, you right. could take a a fourth string offensive lineman swing tackle on a current club and you yeah. put him in the, in the 1930s, he's, you know, he's basically yeah. Babe Ruth. Bronco Nagurski 10 times over. Yeah. So it's who they were and you kind of adjust that accordingly to who they were and what that would mean now. And that's yeah. our super team. We each have a super team that would just run roughshod. You know, you'd, you'd be in the NFC East smoking fools. I'd be in the AFC South. <laughs> whipping up and wrecking shop, and then we'd clash in the Super Bowl, and it would be uh, the greatest Super Bowl of all time. It'd be, it a lot would be of fun. fantastic to watch, no doubt. All right, this was, this was fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. Most fun in the lab uh, we've ever done, these last four. And we're not going to do one next week, and we probably won't do one the week after because this time, a week from Wednesday, so in eight days, yeah. my wife's having a baby, so uh, I'm going to be a little busy with her helping out. So, uh, yeah, we'll welcome our fifth one. You can see the four right here in the background on the wall those pictures pretty good congratulations man that, that's awesome much love from the harris family much love from the texans family i know everybody's excited for you uh and your wife and that's gonna be fun five large well it's gonna be awesome yeah all right well this is cool we will be back soon for an in the lab take care <laughs>